Now, this may seem like a crazy question, but when are we going to be allowed to to have an open and honest discussion about a number of things? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. If you haven't noticed, there are some things you're just not allowed to talk about. I mean, you cannot talk about certain things. Oh, no, no, no. Not not on Facebook, uh, not in social media in general, not in anything that Google would find helpful. Many of the news channels, including Fox and Newsmax, are all bending over backwards to make sure that certain things are just not discussed. And I'm not talking about politics. Oh, yeah. Politics, it's a mess. You got a bunch of lying conservatives, phony conservatives, just, you know, the uniparty swamp creatures. I get it. That's why I always tell you, don't put your hope in elections. There are other places to put your hope. But we're looking at a narrative and how fast that, that, that everybody had to jump on a bandwagon to make sure we didn't ask certain questions after Monday Night Football and the game that had to be stopped when a player collapsed on the field. And they're, 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 they're grappling, trying to find experts who never even looked at the player. And they were already trying to come up with the idea of this one in a million shot. He got hit and he has this weird heart condition. And we're, we are to believe that without examining him, we, we know that it was this, not that. This, you know, commodio cortis. That's what they're saying it has to be. You can't talk about anything else. And it's not polite to to ask about the vaccination status. Now, I, I don't like to beat up on this topic. We've talked about it extensively over the past, you know, almost two years since the vaccines rolled out. And we've been through it all. When the FDA was calling ivermectin horse paste, and you're not a horse, when states forbid doctors from prescribing this medicine and looking back hindsight is 2020 you know had they approved ivermectin the vaccines would not be out there at all they would have been stopped why because emergency use authorization means there's no other treatment available And yet there were doctors and frontline groups, one in particular, they treated 300,000 individuals with ivermectin. Only three people died. 300,000 and only three people died. Let that sink in. And the FDA and, and New York State and Oregon and all these places, you know, this is horse pace. It's going to kill people. It is the most safe drug on the market. Safer than baby aspirin. And had we used it and not allowed all this morphing of this of this pandemic, this virus, Moderna would never have made a dime. Either would Pfizer's, you know, BioNTech. They would have never had a product go to market. 
And so the lie was perpetuated for companies to make billions of dollars. And now we have another problem that we talked about on this program where some people were talking about massive die-offs, you know, within months, which we knew would never happen. There is a major uptick in people dying suddenly. And we see that since the vaccines were rolled out less than two years ago, something like 1,500 athletes have collapsed on the field. 1,100 of them have died around the world. The healthiest people on earth. You have to go back 38 to 40 years adding up the number of people that died in athletics before you get anywhere near that number. It takes almost 40 years. 40 times the number of people are collapsing in athletics than did prior to 2021. They weren't even dying of COVID. But now you it's forbidden. You can't talk about this. No, 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 no. It's not polite to ask about their vaccination status. It's not polite to ask about those those two ABC News producers that that died suddenly. There are too many died suddenlies. And I've seen it even within my circle of you know extended family and friends. And every one of them had one thing in common. They took the shot. Every one of them. Every one of them. But we can't talk about it. And you know why Fox News doesn't want to talk about it? You know why Newsmax doesn't want to talk about it? Because they took the money. They took the money. The money was more important than their integrity. And this is a problem in the news industry. Now, we know it with NBC and, and all their derivatives. We, we get it. We get the bankruptcy there. But even the ones that pretend to be, you know, fair, balanced, and, and giving you the straight facts, even they have been bought off when it comes to this. Even Fox was bringing out all these experts and, and, and their, their famous doctor, and he's immediately trying to, no, no, well, well, we don't know, but I mean, it could have been this one in a million shot, and, and, and then he had this heart attack, and everything they can possibly say, except the obvious. Why do we have 40 times the number of people collapsing on fields of play? than we used to. Why are we telling ourselves that we need defibrillators in elementary schools because little kids can have heart attacks too? I've never heard of anything like that. But that's the new norm. Because see, if things like ivermectin were allowed and people were getting well from COVID, there would be no vaccine. They're so deep into the money, they can't let it go. And my question is, how many people are going to have to die? Well, there's my rant and rave for today. Coming up in just a moment, Jim Calhoun will finish out the radio program. 
reminder, we're going to be trying to get a couple of programs ahead. My procedures next week, keep me in prayer. And hopefully after that, we begin on the mend and, and a wonderful future ahead. And so now, without any further ado, here's your friend and mine, Jim Calhoun, to finish out today's program. Thanks, Bob. And as always, it's great to be back on Truth to Ponder. Well, I hope everyone has an absolutely wonderful 2023. And I hope that Bob Behrman's health is better. And I hope that my health is better. And I hope that your health is better. I hope it's a better year all the way around. Now, I know that the last show I had some pretty dubious predictions of what I thought was going to happen in 2023. And while I still am going to stand by my predictions, I do think that there are things we need to look at. And I'm going to kind of tie up some loose ends during this show. And I'm going to look at several things. So I'm not sure if this show is going to really have a theme so much as it's going to be tying up loose ends. First thing I want to say about this new year is from this time on, not just the rest of this year, but don't let anybody or anything steal your joy because we all should feel a joy because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. And if that doesn't make you joyous, then really nothing will. And I think we need to live in that joy. And we need to be a shining light. We need to be that beacon on the hill. And other people need to see our joy in these hard times. A lot of people are never going to go to a church. A lot of people are never going to hear the word of God. And so, in my opinion, you are possibly the only chance someone might have to actually experience the Word of God, and that's through your attitude and through your actions. And it seems like everything and everybody is trying to steal all of our joy. And I refuse to let anybody or anything steal my joy. And I really think that this next year is something that we need to really concentrate on. We need to never forget the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. And also, we need to never forget the sacrifices that not only our parents and grandparents, but also our ancestors before that, sacrificed for us. I wrote a song several years ago, and I need to record it. I haven't recorded it yet. The song was about a family, and it was spread over a 200-year period, that what the great-great-great-grandparents did and the decisions that they made directly influenced and were a blessing to their family for generations. And part of the song is about how a very devout prayer warrior prayed for their family, not only for their children and grandchildren, but prayed for their family for eternity. And those prayers were being answered from generation to generation. And I really do believe that that is possible. And so how you conduct yourself and how your prayer life is, and how your walk with the Lord is, and just how you are in general, doesn't just affect you and the people around you. It affects your children, your grandchildren, and possibly for generations to come. And so we need to understand that if we keep our joy, and we keep our light shining, and we are an example to the world of what a Christian is, and the type of attitude that a real Christian should have, and that's a very hopeful and faithful attitude. I think that will do wonders for us as individuals all through 2023. But not only that, 
I think that it'll carry on. And if someone sees you, like if you're at a store or just out and about, and they see that there's something about you that they want, God will open that door. And then you can share with them your joy and your faith. And we can bring the truth of Jesus Christ and the salvation through Jesus Christ to many people that way. And so we should always act in the will of God anyway, even though I fall short quite often. But I think that's what it is to be human. But I think we need to really be wary and be aware of that we are representing our faith every time that we wake up in the morning. So I think we should make this a year that nobody steals our joy and nothing stands in the way of our faith and our joy. We should let nothing or anybody steal our joy. We need to really, really cling to that. Now getting on with my minor theme here, which seems to be 2023 again, you look at the calendar and we're now two years removed from Agenda 2021. But we're only seven years from Agenda 2030. And we have to understand that this is not a conspiracy theory. This is not just a made-up thing. The quote-unquote elites, all these alphabet organizations like the CDC and the WHO and the WEF, all of these alphabet organizations are trying to plan pretty much the path that humanity goes on for the next century or two. And who elected these people? Nobody. And who are these people? Well, mostly they're in the shadows. You have your Klaus Schwab's and your Bill Gates's and some of your other high-profile people. But for the most part, these are elitists and globalists that are in the shadows. And I do believe that there's a one-world government right now that's in the shadows that's pulling the strings. I think that's pretty obvious with how everybody walked in lockstep with this COVID mess. But what I'm trying to get at is we're only seven years away from where their goal is to basically enslave mankind. You will own nothing and you will be happy and you will eat bugs. These people want to herd everybody into very small little capsule type apartments stacked one on top of another in great big cities where they control the money, they control the food, and they, meaning the Satanist globalists, they control your life in every way. They control who lives. They control who dies. They control who has children and who does not. They control your diet. They control what you buy and how much of it you do buy. And that's the world that they want for you and for me. And so 2023 has to be a transitional year, and it has to be transitional for us because of this reason alone. These globalists and elitists are all megalomaniacs. They've all got a God complex, and they have come out publicly and stated what their goals are. Now, do you think these people are going to abandon their goals very easily? Well, I don't. I think they're going to stick to their guns as much as they can. And these people do not like to be made fools out of. And so they're not going to make a fool out of themselves and predict that they're going to do all these things to everybody and then nothing happens. That's not part of their agenda. Their agenda is total control. Absolute total control. And so that's what they're working towards and they're going to be working towards it very hard. It seems like they've been working on it for the past several generations. 
but I think they're going to put it into hyperdrive because they're only seven years removed from their goal of controlling all of humanity. Now, what does that have to do with you and me in our daily lives? Well, honestly, it has everything to do with it. As they are planning their capture of all of mankind and their subjugation and all of the little things they want to do as far as control us, we need to be just as diligent, just as vocal, just as well thought out and planned, just as determined as these globalists are that they are not going to win. We can't sit back and just see what happens because all it takes for evil to triumph is for good men and good women to do nothing. And right now we have a lot of people doing nothing and it's because they don't know what to do. I understand that. But we have all these people that have these grandiose plans of subjugating us. And so I think we need to have some grandiose plans of our own to thwart them and ruin their dream of conquest. These people are just as power-hungry as Hitler. They're just as power-hungry as Mao and just as power-hungry as Napoleon and all of the Caesars and all of the tyrants that mankind has suffered through for centuries. Now, the tyrants really aren't that different other than their capabilities are more because of modern technology. And they have a lot of money. And they've already bought the mainstream media. And they've controlled the social media also. And so they can buy and sell whoever they want to. And the old saying, money talks. And it does. So we have a whole lot of people that are basically, quote unquote, on the payroll of this new world order. And they know that as long as they belittle people like me that are telling people to watch out for this and to prepare for it and to and make sure that we do what we can to never let these people have any kind of power, they've got this whole system in place to belittle us and call us conspiracy theorists and call us dangerous and extremists. And I think they're the dangerous ones. They're the extremists. I think they're megalomaniacs. I think they're narcissists. I think they're delusional. I think they're evil. I think they're satanic. And they seem to revel in their power. And part of their power seems to be child sacrifice through abortion. These people are extremely evil. They'll do anything it takes to do whatever they need to do. They're absolutely ruthless. We have people locked away in Washington, D.C., who did nothing but follow the directions of the D.C. police and walked into the House chamber, and now they're in prison without being charged, with no trial date, no bail. They're just being held as political prisoners, and they're being abused. So don't kid yourself that we're living in the United States of America as it was founded, because we're not. There was a coup. I don't know if the coup happened with the assassination of John F. Kennedy, I don't know if the coup happened when George Bush the first was elected. I don't know if the coup happened when Obama was elected or just when that coup took place, possibly 2020 with the stolen election. But I don't think 2020 could have happened if there already wasn't a whole system in place to make it to where they could be successful at stealing that election. So I think that was just the icing on the cake. I think the United States is founded was gone before 2020. We shouldn't just sit back and wait just to see what happens in the year 2030. Because by that time, it's too late. I know a lot of people use the boiling frog analogy, but I really think it works here 
more than any other instance I've ever heard it applied to. Because these people are turning up the heat, and they've been doing it very slowly. But they have enough people comfortable in that warm water that they know now these people are not going to jump out of this warm water. It's too late for them. But it's people like you that listen to Truth to Ponder, and people like me and Bob Bierman and other people who are awake. We're the problem. We're the issue. Because we feel the water getting warmer and we're ready to jump out. And so what these globalists are doing is they're turning up the heat on an accelerated pace. And so I think we've only got months, not years, but months, before the pendulum will have swung so far towards the globalists gaining their objective of controlling everybody in 2030 that it's going to be almost impossible to reverse that. And so 2023 has to be a year of action. We have to really act on what we really feel. We can't just sit back and silently think, boy, the world's a mess, and then just go about our day as if we can't do anything about it. Because if we all say we can't do anything about it, well, guess what? Nothing will be done about it. And I'm going to use myself as an example here. During the early part of the scamdemic, the COVID mess, I was beside myself because I was sitting back watching my country being destroyed. I was seeing businesses being locked down and called unessential. I was seeing people go bankrupt. I was seeing people scared of other people. I was seeing stolen elections. I was seeing all these things in the year 2020. And also the Antifa riots and the BLM riots and the police cowering and not doing anything about serving and protecting the people that they have an oath, they swore an oath to serve and protect. They were just AWOL. And you had governors that would not call in the National Guard. And then in places where they actually did arrest people for the violence, you had people like Kamala Harris and other reprobates like that bail these people out of jail so they could go back out on the street. And I just saw where a woman in the UK was arrested for praying in front of an abortion clinic, and they hauled her away in cuffs. But all these BLM and Antifa riots, you rarely saw anyone hauled away in cuffs. And if they were, they'd be back out on the street within 24 hours throwing more rocks and burning more buildings down. And it was then that I decided that I can't sit back any longer and watch my country disintegrate. And so I did something about it. What did I do? I started a media group called Thunderbolt West Media, and I was trying to get the word out. And ultimately, I started my podcast, which now is a radio show called The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. And so I decided to put skin in the game. I decided that the narrative that was being pushed by the mainstream media was totally a lie, and there needed to be truth tellers out there that called it as they saw it. And that's how I happened to listen to Bob Bierman for the first time. Within 30 seconds, Bob Bierman had me just captivated by his warm delivery and his intelligence. And after I listened to one show, I was totally hooked because I know the man's the real deal. And I told myself, okay, there's another one. There's another guy out there. He's the real deal. And there's others out there that I have found also that are the real deal. But we're all small and there's not enough of us. But I did get off my backside, I put my money where my mouth is, and I've done my best to try to help save this republic, as well as trying to help people grow in their faith. 
And so those are my two goals, is to try to help people grow in their faith in God and also to save our republic as founded. And how am I doing on that? Well, I'm not sure, but I do know that I am doing something. And so I'm going to ask all of the listeners to do something. Now, I'm not saying go start a radio show because that's an awful lot of work, but I think it's worth it. I'm not telling anybody what to do. I just think they need to do what they can. And I think you need to be in prayer about this and let God put you in the position and in the places where he wants you at this time. Now, I say this almost every show, but I really mean it. You are not alive on this world right now by happenstance. You're not here by accident. You're here by design. You're here by design of Almighty God, and you're here for a purpose. Now, I don't know what your purpose is, and hopefully you do, but a lot of people don't, and most people never do really figure out why they're here. But it's because they don't listen and they don't look and they don't understand that's why they're here. We're not here just to breathe air and take up space. God would not have created mankind just to hang around. That's not why we're here. So if you're just hanging around the coffee shop or hanging around the house or just doing nothing, it's time to get involved. Get involved with your church groups. Get involved with your school boards. Get involved with local politics. Get involved with just personal evangelism. Get involved in educating people about 2030 and the evil agenda. Don't be afraid to be shunned. Don't be afraid to be mocked. Because you will be. You'll be shunned and mocked and called all sorts of things because you're telling the truth. Now, why would you get shunned and mocked? Because that's one of Satan's tools. He keeps a lot of good people silent because they fear being shamed publicly. Now, it doesn't make any difference to me what anybody thinks, as long as I know that I'm in the right. If I'm in the wrong and someone points it out to me, well, that's a different story. But what I'm trying to say is, is don't worry about what they think, because who are they anyway? Are they people that do not have a relationship with God? If they don't, then they are in a hopeless situation. I would rather live in hope than live in hopelessness. So if you put a lot of stock in what people who are living a life of hopelessness because they do not know God and don't care to know God, if those are the type of people intimidating you, you need to take stock in yourself. You need to be bold. You need to go out and proclaim the word. You need to go out and proclaim what is right. Just like you have all these transgender type people telling you that there's as many genders as they can dream up. And if you hit them with pure biology and science, they start heckling you and shouting you down and calling you all sorts of names because that's all they have. They can't win an argument. All they can do is throw a temper tantrum like a two-year-old that doesn't get a toy. And so we should not be intimidated by these kind of people. And if you're shunned by your family and your family says, oh, you're just a conspiracy theory, I don't want to hear it. Well, then you know that your family is full of fools. Because fools do not desire wisdom. Fools do not desire knowledge. And I think it's very clear and very evident by the words of the globalists themselves. The World Economic Forum and the WHO and the CDC and all these other alphabet organizations have already stated in writing and given a date, 2030, and they have an agenda. 
What does agenda mean? That's a goal that they're working towards. That's what they want to happen. So just read Agenda 2030 and see all the things that they want to see happen. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's 100% fact and truth. And that literature that is out there is not phony. It's not fake. It's from these organizations themselves in their own words. And if you have somebody come against you and say, oh, that's not real. Well, maybe they're hopeless because people need to understand that we have about half the people in the world right now are woke. And of the other 50%, we have 45% of them who are hopelessly brainwashed and will believe anything that the government tells them or mainstream media tells them. And I think we have about 5% of the people who are awake and know what's going on, know what the agenda is, know what's coming down the pike if we do not do something to stop it. And so know that you're going to be part of a minority anyway. And so the majority will come against you. But know this, if you have people coming against you, that means that you're right over the target. That means you're scoring points, you're making direct hits. And so I think 2023 needs to be a year of boldness. We need to step out on the sea, step out on our faith, and understand that all this public shaming and shunning and and all these other actions that the other side does towards true believers and people that actually know what's going on directly comes from Satan, directly comes from the evil one. And so we need to understand that it's time for us to take charge of this situation. We can no longer sit back with our bowl of popcorn and see what's going to happen. And on the other side of the break, I'll be back and pick up where I left off. And thank you, Jim. And and Jim, we'll be right back in just a couple of minutes to finish out today's program. I just wanted to jump in here for a moment. want to thank you for all the prayers you've been giving me and, and the emails of support. It means the world to me. Doing this program now, we're, you know, this is, we just went past our third new year. How about that? We welcomed in 2021, 22, and now 23. And I have to wonder what this year is going to bring. I feel more confident than ever that there's going to be this revelation to a lot of people about a lot of things, politically and also spiritually and even medically with things we've gone through. A lot of people will refuse to believe what they actually will see. They will choose to continue to believe the lie. They're too invested. And many people that were on the fence will see the light. Many are gonna regret some of the things that they said, they thought, they did. It's gonna be a time of reckoning. The apostate church will stay apostate and just get worse. Christians in name only, cultural Christians will continue to be the same. The church, the real church, will be slow growing if anything. But there are going to be some people out there they are going to have a big change of heart when God shines a light of truth and exposes many lies. Like I say, many will choose to believe the lie. That's what they're going to do. Some will see the truth and make a huge change in their life. 
And I'm hoping that during this window of opportunity, people prepare for the next thing to go wrong. Oh yeah, there'll be another pandemic. There'll be some reason, whether it's climate change, there's going to be another reason. And many will believe it. And the reprobate governments that lie, they'll continue to push the lie. And so that's what this radio program needs to deal with. Now, do you believe in the work that we're doing? We need your support to stay on the air. If you could help us out, would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510. That's Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowee is 24319. That's 24319. Don't forget, you can also support us from the website using Give, Send, Go. The website address is truth, the number two ponder.com. That's truth, the number two ponder.com. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Rosy cheeked. Coming up, Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Gunn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. The word gospel is Jewish. That's right. Gospel music, gospel preachers, gospel choirs, gospel recording artists, all Jewish, all from Israel. The word gospel in the New Testament is the Greek euangelion, but it's a translation of a Hebrew word that appears in the Hebrew scriptures, in Isaiah, it says how lovely on the mountains are the feet of him who, bring, who preaches or brings good news. That good news, that's the word gospel. The Hebrew word is besora. Try it. Besora. Besora is the original word for gospel. And besora has a meaning. It means fresh. It means rosy-cheeked. You know, someone with just fresh and red cheeks. You see, the gospel is always new. It's always fresh. It's always rosy-cheeked. If you're not fresh in God, you've gotten away from the gospel. You've gotten away from the good news. You might be listening to a lot of things, but it's not the good news. The gospel itself is always fresh. It's always new. The good, the good news is always new and it's always good. Every time you hear it, if your ears are open, there's going to be something new and fresh. Every time you read it, if your heart's open, you're going to get something new and fresh. And the gospel, the besor, has the power to make new, make fresh. So if you really open your heart to be filled with the power of the besorah, the gospel, you're going to walk in the new. Your walk will become new and fresh. Your life will be renewed. Your, it'll be fresh. Your love, your joy, your zeal, your prayer life, your time in the word, your work, your family, everything will become just as the gospel is. You'll become new. You'll become fresh. And you'll become rosy-cheeked. Want more? Ask for the gospel or the Moedim on CD and more teachings on this. Now, feeling like your walk with God could use a spiritual boost? We got the answer. Free subscription to Sapphire's warning. Use it directed. It'll revolutionize your walk for victory. And the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD are all free. You'll love it. How do you get these gifts free? Easy. Just remember the real name of, of Yeshua, Jesus, which is Yeshua, and just dial it, Yeshua. For your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, I invite you to minister with me in two of the most exciting ministries, to beam the word of life around the earth by shortwave radio, to every tribe and tongue, and to Israel, the Jewish people who gave it to you. You will be so blessed because it's the farthest way your life can ever impact the world through shortwave radio. It's amazing. Blank of the earth. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Just write to the nice Jewish boy, box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's the nice Jewish boy, box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, until next time, 
This this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Alechem, peace be to you, my friend. Be made fresh in the gospel of Messiah Haderach, the way. With Bob Beerman. Welcome back to Truth to Ponder. This is your host, Jim Calhoun, sitting in today for Bob Beerman. And Bob will be back tomorrow with another great edition of Truth to Ponder. And we always look forward to that. Well, this episode, I've been talking about 2023 again and talking about, and some of the things that I think we should be putting as a priority in 2023 to try to stop some of this evil that's happening in this world. What I find fascinating is that you have poll after poll that says the United States is not going in the right direction, and poll after poll that are worried about the economy, but yet somehow things stay status quo. Well, I think the elections are totally rigged. I don't put any stock in elections because I think they've got it all figured out to where with a push of a button, they can do anything they want. And when these evil people control all branches of government, including the courts and the justice system, or shall I say the injustice system, then what redress do we have? Where do we go with our grievances? We actually don't have anywhere to go with our grievances. And one thing that I think that can happen, and I think it must happen, if we're going to have any chance at all of defeating these people and keeping this and keeping the Agenda 2030 from ever being implemented and keep them from realizing their goals of total subjugation of mankind, we need to be able to live totally separate from these people. We need to have our own communities. We need to have our own medical system. We need to have our own justice system. We need to put everything back on track as far as how the founders founded this country. And of course, that means doing everything basically precinct by precinct and congressional district by congressional district. We need to take charge of our courts. We need to take charge of our schools. We need to take charge of everything that happens in our community. From the county commissioners, to the dog catcher, to the mayors, to the police chief, to the county sheriff. We need to have people who are on board with America as founded. And we need to have people that have our backs that are in charge in all these very important positions. Because right now, as it stands, starting from the school boards and going from there, nobody has your back. These school boards don't care anything about your children. They care about an agenda. And these school boards sit like they're princes and princesses or kings and queens. And they look at the horrible parents who are peasants. How dare you challenge us and our wisdom? We are the school board. Kind of reminds me of that scene in The Wizard of Oz. I am Oz. I am the great and powerful Oz. That's what these idiots in the school boards are doing. I've been an advocate of homeschooling for years. And if you still have your kids in public school, I've got to ask you, why? With all the tyrants and all of the agendas and all the transgenderism and the gay agenda and all these things that are put into place to cripple or ruin our whole society, you see the test scores are awful and the schools have decayed into nothing but a cesspool. But if you're one of those that wants to keep your kid in public education, well, the least you can do is get involved. 
get on the school board or be vocal. Become a parent advocate and step in for these parents that are having their children corrupted right before their eyes. And I'm going to say this in all candor. If we don't step in and right this ship, if we don't start turning the heat down using the boiling frog analogy again, if we don't shut that heat off and let the water cool down, one of two things is going to happen because there's no choice. Either we're going to roll over and play dead and the globalists are going to achieve all of their goals and we're going to eat bugs and have nothing and be happy. Or there's going to be blood in the streets. If we let it get to that point to where the only thing that will save us is fighting, and I mean actually kinetic fighting, if we put off everything that's peaceful, if we have all the means to peacefully address our grievances taken away from us by our governments, and if we sit back and do nothing about it until it reaches that boiling point where tempers can't be controlled and things get out of hand really fast, well, then there's going to be bloodshed. Now, I'm not calling for bloodshed. I'm calling for cooler heads to prevail, and I'm hoping that we can save our institutions because our institutions at one time were very well set up to handle our grievances. And I think that those institutions need to be brought back and they need to be made stronger, not weaker. But right now we have so much social decay going on that it seems like one of the biggest things that you can have as an asset to be in any part of government is to be a transgender advocate or to be gay or something like that. That's that's one thing that will help get you into office. But if you're a white, heterosexual, Christian male, forget it. And so we need to right these wrongs, but we need to do it very peacefully and very civilly and legally while we still have a little bit of a window to do that. But if this Agenda 30 heats up like it's been heating up the last six months, if they continue to put that in hyperdrive, then there's going to come a time within the year 2025 or 2026 to where we're going to have very hard decisions to make. And that's going to be fight or surrender. Historically, folks, I believe that's where we're at. I'm going to give you two for instances of people taking charge and that it really worked. One was back in the 1970s. We raised registered quarter horses. And my dad was pretty active in the American Quarter Horse Association. Well, a group of people pretty well took over the American Quarter Horse Association, and they were taking it the wrong way. And they were having meetings that were pretty well against the charter of that association. They were doing a lot of things behind closed doors, and they were kind of dictating what they had decided. Well, they had an annual meeting. And at this annual meeting, which was very rarely attended by a lot of people, The group that was in charge thought they had enough numbers there that they were safe. Well, the rank-and-file members of the American Quarter Horse Association had enough, and so they organized and showed up in mass, and they voted every one of these people off the board of directors. And they regained control of their association, and they cleaned it up and made it a good association again. And I remember back in the late 70s, the Republican Party was really split. You had your Ronald Reagan people. You had your Gerald Ford people. You still had some Nixon people around. And it was pretty much a good old boy network. And most counties had a Republican Party, county-level type of a position. And that's where they elected for the delegates to go vote in state elections and also federal elections. 
And a lot of things happen at your county level. You had five or six good old boys that every year they'd have a meeting over martinis and they would decide the fate of what they were going to do that year and they would vote themselves back into office and that would be how they would do it. One reason Ronald Reagan got elected is because a lot of Christians saw this as an opportunity to put someone in office that they thought had some moral principles. And so you had a lot of churches get together. And in my area, county after county would hold their meetings. And they'd have their five or six good old boys would show up to do their business as usual. And you had a 100 or 200 Christians show up from different churches. And I know here in my county, the people that were in charge, those five or six good old boys, tried to adjourn the meeting before it started because they knew what was going to happen. And so they said it was illegal. They said, no, you're not legally here. You're not qualified. And every one of them was a registered Republican. Everybody that showed up. They had to point out that they were very legal and they were there. And it didn't take very long for all the good old boys to be voted out. And basically shunned and sent home. And so in my county, something was done to get rid of this good old boy system. These people that were just lining their pockets and in it for themselves. They were put out on the street. And that's what we need to do. That's what I'm talking about fighting back right now. We need to peacefully do what we can to right these wrongs. And I've seen it work before, so I think it can work again. Now, as the year 2023 progresses, I think we're going to see a lot more civil unrest. And I think we're going to see a lot of prices going up as far as automotive and power and food and energy. And everything that we normally have to have to live our lives in what we would consider a very normal and usual way. And right now, I do believe that there's just a small group of people who are awake and see the issues as what I feel as they are. And right now, things are at a critical stage. If you ever wanted to live in a historic time, well, you do. You live in a very historic time. We're living at a time that's probably the most historic time to be here right now in any other time that's going to happen in this century. Because what we do or what we don't do is going to lay the foundation for the next possibly 100 years, possibly more, maybe even a thousand years. And no, I'm not being overdramatic. I think I'm being very realistic. If we make transgenderism the norm, If we outlaw guns, if we outlaw Christianity, if we change everything that we hold near and dear and let it slip away to where it's gone and it's illegal and it's never coming back, then everything from that time period on is going to be built on that foundation that comes and replaces what I would consider a normal society. And so while there might be some things in a new society that will actually be good, I would have to say that my opinion of what the foundation of any new society would be, I think it would be just evil. I don't think that we have anybody with good will and good intentions that are trying to set an agenda for we the people. And again, when I say we the people, I'm meaning the common person worldwide. Because let's not make any mistake about this. It is us against them. Them being the globalists, the elites the satanic people, the ones that want to control you and your children, 
The ones that think that you're too stupid to run your own life, and so they're going to run it for you. The ones that want to redistribute the wealth. The ones that want to get rid of nationalism and destroy all the borders of the planet. The ones that want to put us under a very satanic, mass, communist type of a system. The ones that want to have medical boards choose who lives and who dies. Those are the people that we are up against. And you know this as a listener to Truth to Ponder, and I know this too, that we do have a better way. The way that the United States was founded is likely one of the most perfect systems that can ever be developed by mankind ruling man. Yes, it has its flaws, as do all systems. But you tell me what other society that you could take someone that was born a slave back in the 1860s and that same person had the ability to become world famous, to become a scientist, to become an orator or a politician, to become a doctor, to become anything they want to be. That happened because of our system. And yes, if you want to go back into the 1800s, there were flaws in our society, major flaws. But our Constitution allowed for us to change our ways and correct our course. And for quite a while, our society was on the right track. And in my opinion, it started going off track with Woodrow Wilson and that group of globalists at that time. And I think that we are up against people that have been literally for over 100 years, members of organizations and secret societies and all sorts of things that have been waging what I would consider a war against a normal society. So we have an awful lot that we have to look at as we size up this new year, because in all honesty, I had a very hard time looking anyone in the eye and saying Happy New Year. This is the first time that's ever happened to me. Normally, I'm real happy with the new year. I look forward to the challenge of a new year. And I love to wish people well, because I truly want everyone to have a great year. I want everyone to have a great life. This year, I told four or five people Happy New Year. But deep down in my gut, I felt like I was lying to them. I felt like I was being disingenuous or something. Something just did not feel right in my spirit. It's not because I don't want them to have a happy new year, but it's because I think I see what's coming. I'm not trying to be a defeatist. I'm not trying to be an alarmist. I'm not trying to scare anybody. But I think that 2023 may very well turn out to be a year of survival, whether we survive it or not. The absolute hypocrisy of all of the world governments and the satanic globalists and all of these people with their, again, secret societies and your World Economic Forums and your CDCs and all your other alphabet groups, and that would include the CIA and the FBI, none of them have, I would say, benevolent feelings towards the people that are in their own country, let alone having those feelings for people that live all across the world. And so we have very big obstacles in 2023. And so, as I tell people to prepare, I truly think that you need to spiritually prepare to see things that you don't want to see. I think you have to mentally prepare to see things you don't want to see and maybe have to say and do some things you don't want to say or do. But if we sit back and do nothing, if we just watch everything decay, drip, 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 we watch it all erode, 
there is going to be a time that there's absolutely no way that we can salvage what we have. And right now, folks, we are on a road that's a one-way street. There is no turning back. As much as all of us would like to turn back the clock to 2019 and try to live our life as we considered it normal before COVID came in and everything changed, we should be going back to the year 2000. And specifically, we need to go back and look at what happened at the Twin Towers and that total devastation. But the aftermath of that has destroyed so much of our freedom and taken a lot of our rights that we took for granted. We willingly let them all be taken away with the Patriot Act and other things. And of course, since it was a Republican president, of course, history is not going to be very kind to Mr. Bush, I don't believe. But that's another story. But a lot of people that are conservatives and Christians thought, well, that's our guy signing that piece of paper, so everything's going to be all right in the end. And that was a huge erosion that we, the people in the United States, suffered. But we can go back earlier. We can go back to Woodrow Wilson in the formation of the Federal Reserve and also income tax and other things. And so there's been many things that have happened over the last hundred years. And so how can you or me or small groups of people, what can we do to try to turn things around? Because let's be honest, the other side has a huge head start. Well, I don't know what we can do to turn it around, honestly. I would like to be able to come up with all of the answers. But I do know this, that for every action, there should be an equal reaction. And what's been happening for the last hundred years is that the other side has been doing an action. But the people that claim to be on the side of society as we know it, have been totally inactive. We haven't done any pushback whatsoever. We just sit back and let it happen. Well, I think 2023 needs to be a year of action. I think that we need to start pushing back legally, peacefully. But I think it is time for us to understand that it's up to you and it's up to me. Because we can't look at any politician anywhere on the planet that's going to make anything better for anybody. If I've learned one thing in my life is that politicians, all they're good for is taking your money and lying to you. Now, does that sound harsh? Well, prove me wrong. I will admit there's some that are better than others. There's also some that are real slick and they can lie to you and make you like it. And those are the ones that hang around for a long time. They're slippery, kind of like Lindsey Graham and Mitt Romney and Mitch McConnell and all those other rhinos. They're slick. They know how to play both sides. They have no core. They truly have no value system whatsoever, except they value money that goes in their pocket because they like to play the game. But I guess what I'm getting at is that it's time for us to stop being a spectator. This should not be a spectator sport anymore for us. It's time for us to join different groups, and I, and I do understand lots of people do not want to join groups because of infiltration and how that happened in January 6th and also with this Whitner supposed kidnapping that it was orchestrated by the FBI. And don't think that the FBI and the CIA and all those people are not going to come knocking on your door. 
because they're already set in all sorts of precedents that they possibly would. But the thing is, is we have to understand that when our founding fathers signed that document that was called the Declaration of Independence, each and every one of those people knew that they were signing their own death sentence, that if we would not have won our independence, those people would have likely all been hung for treason. None of them would have survived, and most of them lost everything they owned, and a lot of them did lose their lives in the war. And so we are the legacy of these people that signed the Declaration of Independence. And I take that very serious. That's why I'm doing a radio show. Now, I received a letter, which I'm going to address this letter on my show, but I received a letter from a nice couple that live in Missouri, and they're concerned about me and Bob Bierman and others that we are going to be targeted. They're praying for our safety, and I do appreciate that. And while I don't think that I'm big enough potatoes for anybody to really bother with, I do understand that the government is making lists right now. They're making... I do understand that the government is capable of doing about anything, whether it's legal or not. They've proven that time and time again. But I want the listeners to know that I'm at peace with my decision to fight against what I consider satanic forces. And I think God spared me from my horrible car accident for a reason. And I truly feel in my heart that the reason that I was spared is so I could come against these people and I could try to help others find the strength to simply just say no, to resist if nothing else. Folks, 2023 is a pivotal year and we really need to see it for how it is. Well, I hope you got something from this program today. I always appreciate my time at Truth to Ponder. And I would like to ask for you to consider donating to Truth to Ponder to keep it on the air. And that's very easy to do. You can go to the website, which is truth2ponder.com. And then go to the tab that says support and click that and just follow instructions. And that'll guide you through how to electronically donate to Truth to Ponder. But if you're old school and want to send a check or money order, you would write the check out to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, and you would mail to Truth to Ponder, P.O. Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chill Howie, C H I L H O W I E, Chill Howie, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. And I really appreciate you listening today. And even though I have some very dire things to say about 2023, I do wish all of the listeners all of the best. And until next time, stay strong, stay teachable, stay hopeful and positive. But most important of all, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.